In the 1980s, popular films such as the Star Wars trilogy accelerated the acceptance of pagan concepts about God and the afterlife. The Force? The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. Chris Lambert is here with me. Hello, sir. Hello. How many, have we lost count? How many times is this for you? Actually, actually since you, you brought it up uh, when I was on for Ruskies, I went through and counted with the two bonus episodes I did, the the Adrian interview mm-hmm. and, uh, and the ranking the 50. Mm-hmm. This is my 20th episode. 20? Wow. 20 out of 80. That's actually not, well, that's like a quarter, I guess. <laughs> not bad. I don't think anybody else can say it. <laughs> no. There's, I think there's, I've got some three-timers, and then I think somebody's had four. But otherwise, well, that's cool. Uh, what's not cool <laughs> is our movie today, Beware of Angels from 2016. Uh, the description would lead you to believe it is a true crime documentary. That's bullshit. It's a true crime documentary for the first 14 minutes and 16 seconds of this one hour and nine minute movie. Um, the rest is, what would you say, Seventh-day Adventist propaganda? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of just secondhand stories of things that maybe happened or maybe people just have overactive imaginations. It's a cavalcade of liars, is what it is. (laughs) It should be called, You're Reading the Bible Wrong, the movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This this movie spends 90% of its runtime going, ain't these super religious people crazy? And I'm just like, yeah. You might want to stop pointing that out. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Okay, those crazy people over there, they believe some wild shit, right? Come over here and let me tell you about the demons I spoke to. (laughs) 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 And the angel aliens and, oh my god. I have have more notes for this short-ass movie than I do for some long movies, but... (laughs) I just, I couldn't believe how I'm finding out how much of what's wrong with the world has been caused by George Lucas. Look, man, I understand fair <laughs> fair use in a documentary. You know, you you can use a certain amount of whatever. And I don't. I know Disney doesn't need more money, but I feel like they should sue the balls off of these people because the the amount of Star Wars footage in this movie is preposterous. Well, and just just footage from other movies. This movie, more than anything we have done so far, breaks your cardinal rule of don't show me a better movie. In yeah. the middle of your shitty movie. <laughs> Don't make me wish I was watching something better, yeah. There's like 12 occasions watching this where I was like, you know, I could be watching that instead. Yeah, and one of those <laughs> movies is Cowboys and Aliens, and I was still like, fuck, I'd rather be watching that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Let's, look, listeners, I don't think I have too many, but if you're a religious person of the Christian persuasion, I'm telling you right now, this episode in particular, I mean, this show in general, but this episode in particular is coming from a standpoint of the Bible is fiction written by man. God and angels and demons and all of that stuff does not exist. So if that's going to be an issue for you, feel free to check out now and come back next week. Because that's 
that's where we're at. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just to <laughs> head that off at the pass. I, I don't think it will matter much, but we've certainly <laughs> done our Christian movies before. But uh, yeah. Okay. Why, why does the narrator sound like a robot? I don't know, but it's like I made note of that. I said the narration is some of the worst acting I've ever seen because <laughs> it, it's it doesn't sound like any person talks and he doesn't sound convinced of anything he's saying. <laughs> it's this flat monotone with weird. It sounds like the first pass they took at uh, Stephen Hawking's <laughs> voice machine right. that didn't they, pass yeah, muster. They, <laughs> like, no, we can't use that. It's like, the, why have I driven here? <laughs> people ask me why i wanted to make a documentary they had a bible study it's so crazy <laughs> yeah so for the first eight, first eight, the first 14 minutes it appears to be a true crime documentary about this murder that happened at a bible study where one lady walked in the house and shot a couple and shot their kid who lived but he's like paralyzed in the neck down and then watching it i'm thinking well this not a lot of yuck yucks here <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to talk about this on my show because there's nothing funny about this. This is sad and terrible. And that's still sad and terrible that people lost their lives over nonsense. But then we start getting into the motives and how this all happened, at least for the next for the first 14 minutes anyway, before it goes completely off the rails. <laughs> so it's showing like news footage and a crime scene, whatever. And then it also, the narrator's like, we looked at 10 boxes of evidence at the police station. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But he then says, our research includes this prayer warrior's book. And I went, wait. <laughs> Hold on. Our research included reading this book by someone you have identified as a prayer warrior? Hmm. I'm beginning to have questions. The gist of the true crime thing is there was a Bible study group Seventh-day Adventist Bible study group, which doesn't come up a lot, but I feel like the point of this movie was the Seventh-day Adventist church going, shit, people still talk about that. We need to make a movie to say, hey, 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 everybody, those guys were crazy. We're not like that. We don't, you know, because the one sort of like reliable kind of believable expert they have on is the high up muckety muck guy in the Seventh-day Adventist church at the end, who's like, you know, I went to trial and I had to, you know, mm -hmm. and I've talked to them since. They're really, really sorry and we have nothing to do with them. <laughs> I'm like, Wait, is that the point of this movie? It might well, be. And I also, I think it's funny that, it, yeah, it's it's a documentary based on a book. And it's a book by this guy named Mo Roger Morneau. And I looked at the IMDb. And the guy who wrote and directed this, Chris Lang, also wrote and directed another movie based on another one of his books called Charmed by Darkness. It's like, it's a crime thing. And it's just weird that he he's making these Christian documentaries based on books by this one guy. And that's like all he's done, really. <sighs> I won't be watching that. As curious this, as I am. <laughs> this Roger Morneau guy is a professed former demon worshiper mm -hmm. and i don't know about that but, but yeah i mean there's a lot of so that. so much of the last two-thirds of this movie is unbelievable and 
seems really poorly written for things that actually happen that I have to like I'm not I don't care enough to do the research but I would have no trouble believing that this this rip from the headline stuff in the beginning never happened either it seems like they may have just taken some crime scene photos from something else and slapped a story to it no I'm sure it did because like the news footage and stuff look legit and I'm not and again I'm not downplaying this horrible thing that happened but it happened because of people's gullibility and naivety and ego all based around religion specifically christianity specifically a splinter group of christianity called the seventh day adventists and then within that a splinter group of them so it's like you know yeah. six times no, removed I, from logic i know Mo mostly what i was saying is though that like the whole thing is so badly made and so poorly put together that i wouldn't have trouble believing that it's Sure. I mean, I'm sure it, it, that part is based on a true story, but it would be just as easy to believe the other. So, yeah, the gist is this Bible study, the Seventh-day Adventist Bible study group, I don't know who started it, but somebody got, you can't see my air quotes, but I'm telling you they're there, was visited by an angel, probably one of the archangels, and then pretty soon everyone in the group was hearing angels and by the time they were done they had a notebook full of the names of 160 angels that they had been talking to one of whom is named naked truth <laughs> one of whom is giant jesus <laughs> who is bigger than their house and somehow didn't break through their roof there's a lot of times they're showing clips of things and you can the YouTube logo is clearly visible in the corner of the screen, <laughs> yes. which is top-notch documentary you see making. Subscribe button. You can see the yes. subscribe button down in the corner. And so, so it's so it's bananas. The so the angels start telling them, you know what you should do, go to Walmart and steal TVs. <laughs> <laughs> so they go and steal TVs and then blame it on the angels. I don't. I'm assuming they didn't get caught, or maybe they did. I don't know, but. And the angels are bringing them gifts of flowers, gold necklaces, and let me double check my notes here, uh, a transparent piano <laughs> and flying slippers, meaning slippers with wings on them that let you fly. So <laughs> there's a lot going on here. I also love the part where they described how the angels impressed them by like making things appear and disappear, making people levitate and things move across the room. And I was like, they're impressing them with street magic. Maybe it was yeah, Chris it's, it's Angel. A, yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> they got mind freaked. <laughs> it's just the bald. It's just the Baldacci levitation or whatever. Balducci, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> the angels say tell Sharon that the sound of her voice will make mountains tremble, which is just that to me. That's just. I mean, I promise you, these people were all white. That's just a Karen who is justifying her shitty behavior out in public. <laughs> and they mispronounced Sharon as Karen. Like, you can yell at managers and it will be great. I am the chosen of Uriel and I want to speak to your supervisor. <laughs> yes. There's no cherry tomatoes on this salad bar? Slice might be. Um, and the narrator says, <laughs> he's trying to lay the seeds at like, like, but they were wrong. And he says, the angels talked about themselves, like, talked themselves up, like, really pridefully, which should have been a red flag. No, you know what's a red flag? When your friends and neighbors say, hey, I talked to Giant Jesus the other day and he gave me a see-through peony. 
<laughs> that's a fucking red flag, okay? <laughs> if you're talking to angels at all, that's a red flag, not how big up big ups on themselves the angels were. That's not the issue. <laughs> yeah, and the, one of the kids is talking to an angel named Naked Truth, and it's at this point, yeah, 14 minutes and 16 seconds. They don't say what the dispute is about. Just this woman walked in and shot some other members of the... I suspect, I'm going to guess, it's like an episode of Snapped where like this lady was sleeping with the other lady's husband or something, and it was a whole thing that we'll never hear about. Because they don't give any kind of motive other than these people were all crazy. Can you believe what they believed? But they don't say why she came in and shot the place up. So, I don't know. But that's... The 14 minute and 16 second mark when this stops being a true crime documentary, we will only mention this true crime incident one or two more times in the movie very quickly because we have other things to do. We start meeting and interviewing or seeing interviews with, as I said, a cavalcade of bold-faced liars. (laughs) With the exception of one, we'll get to Holly, who is the one person I actually feel bad for in this movie, and we'll get to her. I don't think she's lying. I think she's just sad and i feel bad for her but i'm sorry i was just gonna say at this point the movie does something that annoyed the ever love anatomy which i've seen done well in documentaries and that's what they were copying but here it's done so crappily that it just pissed me off is where they they introduce a person they start telling their story they get to like a big dramatic Ooh, there's the part of the story that's exciting and then they cut to telling another person's story and then they'll eventually, at the end, come back around and tell the rest of their story. I'm like, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. It's annoying as hell. Yeah, they think they're doing some kind of structure that's going to pay off at the end. But it's not, so don't, don't even worry about it. Yeah, Will Barron, he's a former New Age priest for the Lighted Way New Age Church or whatever. Some branch. He's big into transcendental med- meditation. At one point, well, he was reading these. He got into it because he read these books by Alice Bailey, who's a famous sort of spiritualist, medium, whatever. And he says, I got I got into this because I read these books, and there is, quote, no way a human wrote these. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Are they written in Python? What, I don't, what do you mean? <laughs> do you read Kangaroo? And it was clearly, I don't, of course a human being wrote it. Her name was Alice Bailey. What are you talking about? Dummy. (laughs) Then he, while meditating, (laughs) he gets a pain in his back. And he gets a voice in his head telling him, don't quit meditating. Fight through it. That's called willpower. That's not an angel. (laughs) That's you toughed it out instead of being a wimp. (laughs) But turns out that voice belonged to white Jesus. (laughs) Which here, again, we know... Speaking of red flags, something's up because he's like, and then I was talking to a guy and he looked just like the paintings you see of Jesus with the white skin and the blonde hair. I'm like, well, there's your problem. <laughs> you racist shit. That should have been your first sign that something, something is amiss. You're not talking to the real Jesus. You're talking to what your brain thinks Jesus looks like, not what Jesus looked like. And Jesus is talking to him with Jesus telepathy. And then he realizes that this isn't actually Jesus. It just looks like Jesus. It's actually... Dujual Cool, who is one of the 49 enlightened masters, of which Jesus was one, so I guess Jesus was just busy that day. He sent his, <laughs> sent his buddy from the club, I don't know. But 
yeah, according to New Age and whatever, there's 49 Enlightened Masters. <laughs> so then he goes to Scotland and joins the Finhorn, Finhorn Scotland, which is the Vatican city of the New Age movement, at least according to this movie anyway, and goes and starts working with them. We see clips of like p bullshit past life regression stuff. where <laughs> He's got a mic up to this lady and she's like, oh, I'm in Egypt and Atlantis and there's no such thing as death. Okay. <laughs> Great. Expound on that. Give me some details. Tell me about Atlantis. No? Okay. Thanks. <laughs> and then we we cut away from him, like you said. Then we cut to, not that his thing was getting any more interesting, but then we cut to Mark, who is a third generation Freemason. His father was a Freemason. His grandfather was a Freemason. Uh, he was offered his grandfather's apron of wisdom from the Freemasons and he's like no thanks I'm into meditation and shit <laughs> like, I'm into new age stuff because um, well, this guy spoke one... to his first Mahatma when he was 10 years old Mahatmas are these enlightened masters that we spoke of I say I must have misunderstood I was I thought in his story he was saying that he grew up a Freemason and it, within the Freemasons he he learned the art of Hindu meditation. Yeah, that might have been part of it, but the the that was like our grandpa was a Freemason, right? I don't remember. I don't remember anything about Western meditation in Grandma and Grandpa's house. Well, bear in mind there was Blue Lodges and the White Lodge. Oh right, right. Not to be confused with the Black Lodge, which is way cooler. Yeah, maybe it was. He maybe he learned this stuff while he was in the Freemasons. But the point is, he got to a certain age, and they offered him. They were like. Oh, we're going to, you know, here's your grandpa's apron. You're going to get in on all the secrets now. And he was like, no, nah, I'm good. At which point, yeah, they now they show their first clip from, it's Empire Strikes Back, actually. Because he's talking about, like, man, you can do, you can, like, astral project and, like, telekinesis. And then it cuts to a clip of Luke trying to get the lightsaber out of the snow before the fucking <laughs> Wampa gets him. And I'm like, stop stop the movie right now what is happening why are you showing me this is that because you think the people watching don't know what the word telekinesis means so you better show them a popular example <laughs> not Jean Grey straight to Star Wars oh boy so yeah bear in mind this Freemason stuff because it's going to come back in a big big way uh, then we cut to Adam who is part of some different new age and if you're wondering what is any of this have to do with the Seventh-day Adventist Bible study murder. A, it doesn't. <laughs> B, you'll you'll see. <laughs> Adam, who is part of a New Age sect called Ekankar, Ek who believe that God speaks to people through light and sound. But hold on, it's not actually God. It's an ancient Egyptian sun god named Hugh, <laughs> who you speak to by humming. And then we see examples of the whitest man you've ever seen, sitting in a chair in a business suit, <laughs> humming into a microphone. And the scariest thing is, it goes out to the crowd, and there's a crowd, like he's in an auditorium full of people who are all, mm, and you're like, wow. Now I see how this shit happens. Like, there are some gullible, stupid motherfuckers out there. And they make these people rich. That's the disgusting part. But yeah, so basically they're talking to Ra. <laughs> Because that's the only ancient Egyptian sun god I know is Ra, not Hugh, H-U. Anyway, so Adam grew up with that. 
And then he started having, he got big into lucid dreaming, which is called dreaming. And he <laughs> was lying in bed and he looked at the foot of his bed and there was an alien standing there. And he says, I was mostly asleep, but I swear I was awake. So <laughs> you were dreaming, sir. That's a dream. You were lying in bed with your eyes closed and you saw an alien. You're dreaming. At the very most, it's like sleep paralysis. Well, yeah. He mentions that specifically later on when he's being harassed by demons. I had sleep paralysis. Yeah, lots of people do. It's called sleep paralysis. It's a fucking medical condition. It's a thing, man. Wikipedia, that shit. But he starts asking, the, he doesn't trust this alien, he's test, so he's testing it out, he's asking it questions about <laughs> metaphysics and the meaning of the universe, and he finally asks it, he thinks this is the gotcha question, he says, do I know any aliens? And he goes, you do. And he tells her this lady's name, and he now decides, this woman is my soulmate. <laughs> she's my twin flame. And, but then I think he said that she is dead, and that she's waiting mm -hmm. for him to kill himself so that they can be together. <laughs> So he, he is dreaming of an alien who's telling him to kill himself. And he almost listens. <laughs> he, well, he tells the story different, but the next thing that happens is he steals a car. <laughs> because he says, I went to like Home Depot or whatever. And when I was leaving, there was a stranger outside and we looked at each other funny. And I was like, hey, do you know what's going on? And he's like, I do know what's going on. Here's what you need to do. I'm giving you a spirit name. You just met. This is someone you just met. And he says, go to this certain car in the parking lot. The keys are in it. Take that car. And he does. So you just stole a car is what happened. <laughs> and then he's driving at 90 miles an hour down the road. And he's looking at the speed limit signs. And he's seeing DNA flying in the sky. Sir, you're hallucinating. You're in serious trouble. And you need help. He's seeing the D double helix DNA floating in the sky, and he decides that, like, there are no limits. There's no speed limit. I can drive as fast as I want. And then if I crash, that's fine. I'm going to be... These are the voices he's hearing. I'll be fine, because I'll be back with my soulmate in hell or wherever this alien lives. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but he... And the, the, this is the... I thought this was so funny. He's like... He felt an urge to drive to the local hospital. And when he... <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> you're driving a car that you stole at 90 miles an hour and you're having suicidal ideation. You should probably go get checked out. But they make it sound like it was a voice from beyond that told him, like, something important is at the hospital. And when he gets to the hospital, he's sitting in the waiting room and there's a lady there whose fiancé just killed himself or something and they have a conversation that convinces him that he shouldn't kill himself. But, like, you weren't... You had a moment of clarity driving at 90 miles an hour. We went, holy fuck, <laughs> I need to go to the hospital because something is wrong with me. That's not voices from beyond. That's, that's your common sense that you've had locked up at the back of your head for the last month and a half, screaming to get free. I, just can't, I still can't believe that like, some guy's like, hey, go steal that car. And he's like, okay, <laughs> he just went and stole a car. <laughs> so bananas. And he's admitting this shit on a film that was released... I mean, not anywhere other than Tubi, I'm sure, and YouTube, and whatever.com, BewareOfAngels.com, which we will see the banner for come up at the bottom of the screen in a couple times, which is another great sign of documentary film filmmaking. <laughs> then we meet Holly, and like I said, this, this is the one I feel bad. I don't know much about the secret. 
I don't even know it was considered a new age thing, but there's that book, The Secret, that was all the rage for a while. Isn't it just like visualize what you want, actualize, you'll get so. it, you know? That yeah, kind of thing. Like, I mean, maybe it's more insidious than that. Yeah, it's like a self-help nonsense. But yeah. it's <laughs> Yes, I, I loved this this sentence that the narrator says. He says, she started studying the occult such as the secret, Wicca, and Buddhism. Buddhism is the occult now? Is that what we're saying? Anything that's We're not. just calling... We're calling, yeah, we're calling any religion that's not our religion the occult. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, as it always has been. Oh, God. Yeah, so she's she's curious about life. She's looking into things, right? She's studied a bunch of stuff, but she really falls into the secret. And it's working for her. She's like, well, I mean, somewhat. But she's like, whenever I needed money, checks would just randomly show up in my mailbox. The secret. Right? And she's like, and I was in love with the number 17, so whenever I was feeling down, I would look around, and there was a number 17. I'd look at the clock. It was 1017. I'd be driving. I'd look at a license plate. There's a 17. Well, no shit. If you're looking for it, you're going to see it. It's not like I fell in love with the phrase bungee cords, and everywhere I looked, I saw the word bungee cords. That would be amazing. <laughs> Seeing the number 17, right. not amazing. <laughs> I love that she, she uses the phrase, I was in a relationship with the number 17. Yeah, that was a weird and, thing to say. And yeah, I mean, I... I've experienced that. I after uh, this is, uh, not to go down too weird of a strange hint, but years after September 11th, I would just happen to look at the clock when it was 9/11, and I go, "Oh, that's weird," which I, it was a subconscious thing. My brain, after doing it a couple of times, just started doing that. But for the first couple of times, I was like, "Wow, that's really weird." Oh. Yeah, I'm really going to blow your yeah, mind now. That, that that will happen twice a day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> yeah, it's just a thing the human brain does. It's not like, it's not the secret to life or the answer to the universe or something. No, it's like when you haven't heard a song in like 20 years and then you hear it eight more times over the next three days. It's just, okay, because now you're like attuned. So yeah. You're looking for the number 17 everywhere you go. You're going to see the number 17 everywhere you go because it's out there, you know? Yeah. And then she says, but none of that worked. So I turned to alcohol and so she becomes an alcoholic and addicted to Adderall. And I feel bad for her because she's gullible and naive and needed something and looked in the wrong places. But first off, what do you mean it didn't work? The secret worked. You needed money and random mystery checks would just show up in your mailbox and keep you up. The secret worked, man. You should have stuck with it. But anyway, so now she's an alcoholic. She's addicted to Adderall. Her next thing, because she is an empty void who needs something to fill, who can't figure out a healthy way to live and deal with her day-to-day -day life, then she turns to this medium, Esther Hicks, who channels a cabal of angels who call themselves Abraham. So she just goes from one thing to the next. It was the secret, and then that didn't cut it, so then she's an alcoholic, and that didn't cut it, so then she's listening to mediums, and then that didn't cut it, and so then she becomes a Christian. It's one... In, do you see the pattern <laughs> that ends at Christianity? Like, Christianity's not the answer. It's just the next rung down the ladder, or up the ladder, I guess, depending on which way you're looking at it. It's still an addiction. It's still you not being able to fucking cope and deal, and so you put this external blanket of bullshit around you to make you feel better i mean look i would rather her, god bless her i would rather she be a christian than an alcoholic and addicted to adderall good for her that she got out of that but you're still not you're still not being your own person you're still not you know what i mean mm -hmm. 
I feel bad for her. <laughs> Poor Holly. And I love this this next little bit. <laughs> the they just start they just start throwing random people at us willy-nilly really fast now. It's we jump to this medium Michaela Sheldon, and there's like 10 seconds of her talking, and then we jump to uh Dr. Eliza Medus, who uh, went to psychics when her son killed her, killed himself. This is and... one of this. I sh you should know this is one of three people in this movie who turned to psychic mediums after a, one of their children commits suicide. Because that's that's a, that's heavy shit. I can't imagine. That's a lot to deal with, and I feel terrible for you. But your desperate search for answers of like you know. They can't, my child can't just be gone. There has to be something else out there. They have to still be out there and finding some hoaxer who will pretend to talk, let you talk to them again is not the fucking answer, people. It's not. You're throwing money down the drain, you're getting false hope, and you're giving money to people who are playing tricks on you. And it's and, and this instance goes real wild because she, <laughs> she does. The, the medium channels her son who now has these like, prophetic teachings to give her and like she writes a book and makes a website with his teachings on it and stuff yeah channeling eric yeah it's a whole thing and then welcome back to the show it's a wonderful life <laughs> <laughs> which i've done an episode on i did a full commentary on is my first one and here we get a a long clip from it the point of which seems to be movies like because first at first they're like it's a Wonderful Life. It's considered by the AFI. It's in the, like the top 100. It's the most charming movie ever or whatever. And people love it. It's super popular and super famous. They show version. They show clips from both the colorized version and the black and white version. Like, pick one. And then <laughs> the point of this seems to be this is how it started. This is how America and the world started believing in angels and stuff. Because they watched It's a Wonderful Life and Clarence was so nice and cute. Like, <laughs> seems to be the point of this. And then, yeah, then Star Wars clips in which they say, like, oh, paganism and the afterlife and, and occult teachings were really infused into people with the very, very popular Star Wars trilogy when it came out in the 80s. And it shows clips from Star Wars. I'm talking about the Force. So the idea is that, like, the media has, like, conditioned people to believe in. <laughs> paganism and like man you're thinking real hard it, it's a movie man <laughs> and then we see clips of shirley mclean who's kind of the most famous i mean that was a, that was a big thing in the 80s shirley mclean was astral projecting and medium and all this stuff <laughs> whatever who knows but she helped gain acceptance for it and then they show clips from they're really up disney's ass man could they show clips of the lion king and mulan who were like Look at these cartoons where they talk to their dead relatives. He's talking to Mufasa in the clouds, and Mulan's uncle's over here summoning spirits. Like, look what you're teaching our children. Yeah, no, I, the, I, at this point, I had the thought, I know these people. Because I know you remember. I will tell this story now. We might have talked about this before. I don't know. Hmm. But when we were kids, this book came out in the 80s. Oh, it was like, here is all the stuff. Here is all the stuff that your kids are into that's actually evil. You need to mm -hmm. throw it all away and he burn man. it. Mom and Dad got a copy of that. It was everything from Ninja Turtles to the Smurfs. He man. To it, it was Joe literally everything. It was everything. And they went in and cleaned out our toy box and our comics collection, and it all went in the garbage because of this stupid book that meant nothing. <laughs> 
Yeah, because Skeletor is a talking skeleton, and that's witchcraft. (laughs) These are the same people right here. Uh, Yeah, I'm glad our parents are slightly smarter than that now. Uh, They were young. Yeah, they were young. They were doing their best. (laughs) They were brainwashed, too. What can you do? Mm. They tried to do it to me, and I got free. (laughs) (laughs) Then we see clips of John Edwards, who's kind of like the most famous you know, medium, and number number one, fuck that guy. John Edwards is a piece of shit. For, for all the reasons that I've mentioned before. A very, very rich man for lying to people in their moments, their darkest moments. So that guy can eat my shit. Then we have clips from Contact and Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> because aliens <laughs> and UFOs factor into this somehow. I guess they're also saying people who see, UFO, you see UFOs aren't really seeing UFOs because those don't exist because they're not in the Bible. So what are they actually seeing? <laughs> Man, come on. You you pick a thesis, okay? <laughs> Please. Because you are all over the place. There's five documentaries worth of bullshit in this one document <laughs> documentary. There's an ex-military guy who sees aliens whenever he goes to cons to speak about how he sees aliens. They're in the crowd. He's like, oh, every time I go to a con to talk about aliens, there's aliens in the crowd. Why don't you point them out then? Why are you waiting to tell us now later in an interview? While you're up there, why don't you go, everybody look! That fucking guy right there! Don't you see he has two heads? You know, there's... Have you watched Resident Alien yet? There's an episode where they go to a con and literally, like, there's one guy who can see he's an alien. I wonder if that's this guy. (laughs) Oh, I need to watch that. that. You do. It's a great show. But no, I... I made note, I don't remember the specifics of this thing because it was a real quick thing. But they also they also throw the Catholic Church under the bus. Oh, they sure do. Because they're because they're like, and you know, people who see and talk to Mary, Mary's not God, so that's crap too. <laughs> you see Mary, that's a that's a demon trying to talk to you. And this, Get out of there. <laughs> this is where the point starts to come through, and I start to go, okay, I see what you're doing. These are people with a very, very narrow and specific, very literal reading of the Bible. And that anything outside of that, even other Christians, Catholics, whatever, you're reading the Bible wrong, the movie. <laughs> like I said, you know, <laughs> because here's where here's where our Bible study group that was talking to 160 angels with a bunch of different names went wrong. Those people are crazy. Don't listen to them. The truth is the Bible only lists one angel by name. It's the Archangel Michael, and he was probably just Jesus anyway, working under a pseudonym. (laughs) (laughs) And so, since the Bible tells us that's the only angel, obviously those people were crazy. (laughs) Don't listen to them. Come listen to me. Let me tell you about the one angel who's really Jesus. Like, your shit is not any any less crazy. (laughs) It's like the episode, I hate to invoke South Park, because people have very mixed emotions about South Park, and I do too. But there was the episode, I think it was the Scientology episode, where they made they spent a whole episode just talking about all the crazy shit that's in Scientology, or maybe it was the Mormonism one. But they spent all that time showing, like, here's all the crazy stuff Scientology or Mormonism believes, and then they show, like, but here's what your religion believes. <laughs> Talking snakes and this, and then, like, see, you're not better. <laughs> you're all crazy. <laughs> just in different ways. It, that's this. And I also made note of, we are given a brief history of Satan by a, a man named Charles Disney, whose only whose only qualification listed on the bottom of the screen is speaker. Speaker, yes. Like he's not 
He's not a psychologist. He's not a priest. He's a speaker. He came he's on the side of a boombox, <laughs> as far as I can tell, is what he was. Because, yeah, a speak. What do you mean, a speaker? What are his credentials? Well, Everyone's he, a speaker. He came, he, I'm speaking right now. He came here to talk, so he's a speaker. <laughs> he stood up. So we just listened, I guess. But then I thought, is he related somehow to is Charles Disney? Is he related somehow to the Disney family? And that's how they got all these clips from Star Wars and Disney movies? Is they had an in with this fucking guy? Oh, boy. Well, here I keep saying here's the point, but their point, they have a couple different points that they can't decide on. But what then what appears to be the point of the movie is because only God is immortal, the soul isn't real. And anyone who says differently is lying to you. So, angels can't be real, demons can't be real, there is no afterlife, because by their very, very specific reading of verses of the Bible, when you die, you don't go to heaven. It's not until Judgment Day, when God comes down and goes, all these people who died, here's the good ones, here's the bad ones, you come back to life, you've been dead this whole time, you got blipped, Right. now you get to go to heaven, and everyone else go over here for this final judgment and then you're going to wind up, you know, going to hell or whatever. But the idea is that there is no, you don't go to heaven until. Right. So it's a really, it's like Christianity only worse because the whole point of Christianity to me seems to be giving you that hope of like, there's something after this. Oh, grandma died, but it's fine. She's in a better place now. And one day you'll die and you'll be in a better place with her. These people are like, fuck that. <laughs> I can't imagine these people talking to their kids. I mean, like, oh, it's okay. I know grandma passed, but some indeterminate number of centuries down the road when the world ends and Armageddon comes, she'll go to heaven. But yeah, Maybe she's Maybe if she sleeping. was good and didn't she... watch Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that's the She was a Jimmy, she was a Jimmy this, Stewart fan. Anybody who's hell. saying that they're talking to spirits or they're talking to people who have died are liars because that's not what happens when you die. When you die, you're just dead until Jesus comes back and brings you back to life and then sends you to either heaven or hell, which is a very, very... Most Christian religions do not believe that. They believe you go to heaven, you know, immediately or hell immediately. Maybe there's a purgatory in there depending on where you're at. But... So this is a real strict Seventh-day Adventist shit here. But, but that's... This is a documentary, right? Documentaries are, in theory, giving us facts. Yes? There are no facts in this movie. <laughs> this is, you're just reading your very strict interpretation of scripture, which there's nothing factual about this. This is your opinion of an opinion. <laughs> so calling this a documentary is a harsh abuse of the English language. Then they show a clip from The Devil's Advocate, because why not? While we're doing it, just make me want to watch that instead. There's <laughs> now we now we talk a little bit more about the Bible study group and all the different angels that they talk to, and then we find out that there was also one called the Angel of the Creatures, who made sure <laughs> that Sharon knew that that he promised to take her dog Ginger to heaven. Oh, my dog Ginger died. Well, don't worry, we got him. It's all good. Yeah, that's... And the issue that the makers of this film take with that statement <laughs> isn't the fact that this woman was talking to an angel who promised to take her dog to heaven. It's that your dog can't go to heaven. That's what's wrong with that statement. <laughs> <sighs>
They don't mention whether when Jesus comes back, he'll be taking dogs to heaven or not, I guess. I'm assuming not. <sighs> and then I wrote, here's the real point, exclamation point. Because again, their point keeps revealing itself slowly. But yeah, and it's pay no attention to the, these crazy Seventh-day Adventists who did this bad thing. We're the good seventh. We don't. We're not gonna. We don't call. Our, we're not gonna call ourselves that in this movie. <laughs> but we're the good Seventh Day Adventists, and they're they don't. They're not with us. So that is what I think is the real point of this. Then we're back to Will, who gets extorted by a ghost, <laughs> or an angel, or whatever, a demon, because he gets. He keeps getting thoughts in his head. You need to send a check to this New Age church, and he doesn't want to do it. He's fighting it. But the voice is getting louder and louder. You send a you send two thousand dollars to that new age church right now. And then he says, and I quote, So I only had two choices. Either I could kill myself or send this check. <laughs> what? <laughs> or <laughs> I'd like to think there's a third or fourth option there. Why is that your only What? Either I, I listen to the voice in my head and send money to this new age church, or I guess I'll just put a gun in my mouth. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> What are you talking about? First, I'd I'd start checking your house plans for tiny speakers, and then <laughs> there might be someone living in your vents. <laughs> oh, Kevin Spacey might have died, and he's living in your cat. You don't know, or whatever that stupid movie was. So he sends a two thousand dollar check to this new age church, and the next day he hears the voice even louder. Now send a three thousand dollar check. <laughs> now what do I do? Calgon, take me away! Like what? Now I really have to kill myself double. <laughs> like I need to put a bag on my head and jump in front of a truck. Like what? It's so crazy. That that's crazy. Your third option is go seek immediate mental help <laughs> from a professional, not not a guru or a mahatma or a Freemason. <laughs> go <Or> a book <laughs> or a book written by a prayer warrior. Go see a Doctor, because something is wrong with you, or, or, you're being interviewed and you're a fucking liar. <laughs> Those are your options. <laughs> that, that, it's so crazy. So at this point, now that he's been extorted and blackmailed by a voice in his head, he decides he's going to become a meditation mole. He goes to. <laughs> He's he's like the double agent. He's working for New Age this New Age church, but he's infiltrating Christian churches and trying to teach them places in the Bible where it teaches about transcendental meditation and that oh that's totally biblical, yeah, and trying to get them to do it. <laughs> like what how do you have this much free time? That this is what you're doing. This is your mission in life? Who put you up to this? Oh, well, we know who these voices in his head. But then this gullible bastard switches teams. He's sitting there in the church, and that he's been trying to get these people to do occult shit. And some woman has, some strange woman has a conversation with him. I don't even remember what the details of it were. But it completely turns him around, and he on the spot, he becomes a Christian. No more meditation. No more talking to Jesus, aliens, or whatever. I, I just get the feeling this guy will do whatever anyone tells him. Yeah, that's he what could out, He could have walked out of that church three minutes later, bumped into a guy who had been like, hey, you need to go spend your entire life savings on Slurpees down at the Circle K. And he'd been like, oh, God, oh, okay, I'm going. I'm going right now. I have always said that if you take Stephen King's The Stand and bury it in a hole 
500 years from now, someone will find it and base a religion on it. Or any book, really. <laughs> They'll find it and be like, this must be from God. Let's take this. Ooh, this Randall Flagg sounds like a bad <laughs> character. <laughs> I mean, that's the Joseph Smith shit, right? Like, ooh, I, look, I found these golden plates. Nobody can look at them but me, and I have to put a hat, put them in a hat and look at, like, <laughs> gullible people. But you can make a religion out of anything. <sighs> Slurpees included. So, now that this documentary that just becomes New Age religions and Star Wars and all these things have been preparing the citizens of Earth to accept the Antichrist when he comes. That's what this is all about. So, New Age is set up by Satan to trick, I don't know, trick gullible people into, so that when the Antichrist comes and he's meditating, they're like, ooh, that guy, he must be the new Mahatma, I better listen to him. Okay. I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, that's what they think, I guess. Now we come to my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> we go back to Mark. Remember the Freemason, the third generation Freemason, who turned down the, the apron of wisdom from the Whatever the, what's the buffalo lodge what is it the flintstones have whatever the white whatever white lodge yeah i was thinking what do the flintstones have but they, they have the big buffalo hats and the, <laughs> yeah. whatever that is the um, answer to the grand boomba yes it's the stone cutters and <laughs> who rigs every oscar night we do we do he's gone mad with power but so now he has turned his back on freemasonry he goes out to his cabin by himself and he hears shit out in the yard and he looks outside and there are a bunch of people in white robes and hoods freemasons the freemason mafia has come to get him now in the reenactment they show them pointing a shotgun at him which he does not mention in his retelling of the story so i don't know what's it does going not match on up with the story at all because the story he tells is much more fantastical <laughs> he says i went outside and there was a 10 foot tall demon <laughs> And I love how he in no way describes the demon. He just says it's a nope. demon. And they throw up a picture of Anubis yes. on the And on it the literally screen. says at the and bottom, says, Anubis. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he didn't, it's not, no, he didn't say that. Where, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> and he's like, and so I, I was scared him. to go outside because there's gun-toting, it looks like the clan to me, but I don't know. And there's a, there's a demon in my yard. And, but then God told me, just like in the Bible, Take up your socks and shoes and go outside and you'll be okay. I'm sorry, God sounds stupid. Loud. If you need to run, you need to keep your sneaks on. <laughs> I laughed out Pumped loud up kicks, my they, friend. They, he says that the demon pointed at him and said, your soul is mine. And I couldn't believe that they didn't stick in the clip from Mortal Kombat <laughs> of Shang Tsung. Your soul is mine. Yes. I mean, how did they miss that opportunity? Because they've never it seen it. It was right there. <laughs> That movie is too scary for them. <laughs> that gives them the heebie-jeebies. It's PG-13. They haven't seen that. Look, how is aliens this problem? Well, Devil's Advocate's rated R. How'd they get that shit? There's boobies in that movie. I um, did a Google search for the devil in movies. <laughs> yes. And then they got they accidentally got the devil in Miss Jones, and that's a whole different movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> show us that cliff, you cowards. But, so yeah, basically he takes his sock and socks and shoes off and goes out in the yard and is like, okay, demon and gun-toting Freemasons, if you want to kill me, you can have my body, but my soul belongs to God. And they're like, drat and leave. <laughs> End of story. Was, Aww. 
Oh, we didn't know you had God. <laughs> Kick rocks and walk away. Like, sir. I don't want your stupid body. I have news for you, Mark. One of two things is happening. Either you had a severe psychotic episode, or you're a fucking liar. My guess is the second one. <laughs> you looked into a camera, and I hope you were paid well, and you lied through your teeth and told a ridiculous story. And here's the beautiful thing. If any of these people hear this, take me to court. I fucking dare you, because I would love to stand in front of a judge and have them explain to you, what it, he called you a liar? What did he say you lied about? Well, the time I saw, I fought a demon in my yard. <laughs> Case dismissed. <laughs> you cannot provide proof that you're telling the truth. I can provide proof that you're lying. Anyway, <laughs> see you in court. But Mark's whole thing was like, so I've been hearing all these voices and they are not legit voices. Like, I have to go to my cabin and shut these out. And then he hears a voice that's like, take off your shoes and socks and goes aside. He goes, that's the right voice. And goes, how do you know that's different than the other voices that you're trying not to listen to anymore? <laughs> it's just like doing a different accent. Like, <laughs> It's not me, the voice you heard before. It's a different voice. Uh, when you are the moon. You know, that's what it sounded like to me. So all of these people are either suffering from mental illness, liars, or both. That's my verdict. <laughs> then we go back to Adam. We get the sleep paralysis part. And here's where I wrote in all caps with an exclamation point in my note, hire actors. Because what they have done for the reenactments of things that parts of the story that they're telling is just using the people they're interviewing who are not actors. I mean, they're liars, <laughs> but they're not actors. And so it's him lying in bed, doing the most exaggerated, oh my God, I can't sleep, and rolling back and forth, and oh, now I can't move. Oh, no, I can't sleep, and I can't move, and there's an alien <laughs> in my bed. And it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. Higher actors again i laughed out loud because he he says there were voices circling my head and he going he a circle with big wide eyes makes a circle oh. <laughs> oh adam but yeah he's talking about sleep paralysis because he's being harassed by because he turned his back on he's a christian now and he asked this other christian or the prayer warrior guy who wrote the book the former demon priest or whatever he's like Hey man, I turned my back on all that stuff. I'm trying to be a Christian now, but I still hear it. Like I still hear voices sometimes. And the and that guy was like, "Yeah, that'll happen." That happened to me too. That's his advice: not go see a doctor and get on some meds. Like, yeah, they'll stick around for a while. <laughs> They're trying to tempt you to come back. But you just have sleep paralysis, man. That's that's what you have. Lots of people have it. Nothing to be ashamed of. There's things you can do about it. Probably. I guess I've never looked into it, but. You're not being assailed by demons, I can tell you that. Uh, then we go back to Holly, who is a Christian now, and she's much happier than when she was an alcoholic on Adderall or doing The Secret or whatever. Good for her, I guess. <laughs> whatever, you know, is keeping that. But are, are they sending you mystery checks in the mail? I bet they aren't. I bet you're asking you to send mystery checks in the mail. So I think you were ahead with The Secret, my friend. Yeah, and like, like you say, I, I, if she's happy, I'm happy for her. But she still says some very silly, silly things in the context of mm -hmm. 
how she is doing better now because she's like she's like I fell on my knees and I didn't know how to call to Christ and then I said a prayer and it's like well that that's it <laughs> you figured it out <laughs> that's how you mission accomplished you do <laughs> you're just yeah and then they show a clip from the sixth sense because they have to get in one more <laughs> to remind me of so many other things I could be watching I guess the just the, the idea of which is like Here's a movie where a kid's talking to spirits, and that's that's a trick. Don't believe it. I didn't believe it. It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> it's his second best one. I didn't believe it. <laughs> I don't think Unbreakable's real either. It's just a good fucking movie. <laughs> so so I don't need to stop going to the beach because I saw old. I mean, not no, that not just, that beach. I, like, I, <laughs> I, I would that. avoid that one for sure. <laughs> for sure. But uh, that's a yeah, and like I wrote down here that I mean the point that they seem to be making at the end, like the last couple minutes of the movie, is sort of looking back at all this. You can't trust your senses or the evidence in front of you. Just whatever the Bible says, in, <laughs> interpret it literally, word for word, and you'll be fine. Which requires your sense of sight too. <laughs> right. unless it's braille um, so you're still relying on your senses to read uh, something that was written and changed and edited many many times over the centuries by men so do with that what you will Seventh-day Adventist <laughs> and then yeah bewareofangels.com big banner at the bottom in case you have further questions uh, and then while I have many I will not be going to beware <laughs> Um And yeah, and then we get the high muckety-muck guy in the Seventh-day the seventh Adventist. Yeah, and his whole thing is like, yeah, those crazy Seventh-day Adventists, they paid for what they did, they feel really bad about it, and they, they don't represent us, so don't worry about it. <laughs> like, like, is this the only crime a Seventh-day Adventist has ever committed, and so they're really like, we gotta get the word out. <laughs> These, well... Don't I don't think so, because as I said, he did a whole other movie that's that looks to yeah. be largely the same stuff, but about criminals and murderers and stuff. Wowzers. And that's Beware of Angels, a true crime documentary, if I've ever seen one. What's cool is, when it came up on Real Good, when it, the randomizer picked it for me, in the it said genre, and it said true crime, and then a slash, science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and it sure to start is that. with it can't be both of those things <laughs> those two words cancel each other out those two <laughs> phrases it cannot be true crime documentary and science fiction at the same time and you knock out a couple of those words and you get the most ridiculous phrase which is true fiction true fiction yes <laughs> oh so many liars so little time that's the movie I would say a complete waste of time, except it's it is quite entertaining in its preposterousness, its silliness, its deep-seated desire to make you believe very silly things, and doing a piss-poor job of selling it. <laughs> While at the same time making sure you don't believe in things that are just as silly. Don't believe this silly thing. Believe this silly thing. You'll hear a lot of silly things over the next nine <laughs> hour nine minutes <laughs> but only listen to the last 10 minutes worth of silly things 
because that's where it's at. Oh boy, oh boy. It is that time of the episode where I press the magic button to see what next week's movie chosen completely at random from everything streaming shall be. Press the magic button now. Next week's movie is Wolf Creek. I've heard of that. It is not a documentary. Its genres are listed as crime and horror. Those go together. <laughs> uh, it does not say true crime, though I believe it's based at least somewhat on a thing that actually happened. But yeah, Wolf Creek from 2005. It is on Tubi and the old IMDb TV. Oh, that's Amazon. On Amazon Prime, there's a thing called IMDb TV where the movie's free to watch, but there's ads in it. No big deal. It's still free to watch. So on Amazon Prime and Tubi, Wolf Creek. That will be everyone's homework should you choose to accept it. Where can people find you, sir, as they always do? Um, or can. I am at nerd underscore shirt on Twitter. I am project nerd shirt on Instagram. And yeah, that's pretty much all I really do anymore. Well, in Slasher, I keep missing you on Slasher because you don't have, I'm so used to saying oh, that, you're Billy yeah. Loomis something. Yes, I am uh, I keep forgetting to mention that on here. Yeah, I am on Slasher now. I'm uh, Billy Loomis 0209, or Billy Loomis 2814. I think it's 0209. <laughs> it Billy Loomis something. It's got a picture of your avatar, the ghost face. And yeah, I'll see posts from that. And I'm like, dude, dude, dude. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's my brother. <laughs> Go back. Because <laughs> I'm so used to me not being that. I am Heath Lambert at HeathLambert78 on Twitter. The show is That's So Random P2. The show has an email address, That's So Random Pod at gmail.com. Uh, if you would like to send me a summons to court, <laughs> uh, that's where I can be reached. And I will make you look silly in court. I won't even need a lawyer. <laughs> I mean, if you're these guys, not in general. If you have some other beef with me, we can work it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. I'm also on Slasher. That's a random pod, probably. I don't remember exactly, but I'm the only that's a random anything on there. So I don't think I've ever said this on the show. And you hear it on pretty much every podcast. And I don't think I've ever said it. Maybe once. But if you enjoy this show, two seconds out of your day to... I don't know why Stitcher doesn't have a rating system, but I'm also on Spotify. They have a rating system. Apple Podcast has one, I believe. You could shoot me a five-star review. I don't know. Because there's things, there's there's moving and shaking going on. And ordinarily I haven't really cared. Like I have the audience I have. If it grows, awesome. If it doesn't, whatever. But I actually could use it. It would be pretty cool and pretty nice. So, yeah, you could do that. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm not going to twist your arm about it. <laughs> or write a good review, all that stuff. Yeah, depending on where you're hearing this, it's all it's also other places. It's all it's, it's Spotify and Apple and Stitcher and on Podomatic itself, and a couple other ones probably. Adia. I know you're on uh, Castbox. That's what I listen to. Yeah, yeah, I never heard of that, I, but I'm there. <laughs> and I I think they just have a like a like button. So sure. <laughs> I'm easy to like. I think. Yeah, I think that's it. I might even cut that out. I don't know. I don't feel good about it. <laughs> so I'll probably never have a Patreon because I cannot imagine asking anyone for money for this. I just do it for fun. Though a day might be approaching where I stop in the middle of a show to read an ad. <laughs> that might happen. We'll see. But it'll only be for things that I like. I'm not going to sell you boner pills or 
a new kind of Spanx for men <laughs> or anything like that. Audible, maybe. Everyone likes books on tape. Mm, Loot Crate, sure. <laughs> Even though their ass is late on a lot of shit that they only. <laughs> so we'll just see about them. Anyway, uh, any final thoughts for the week, sir? No, just, you know, if, if you're hearing voices, go go talk to somebody. Yeah, definitely. Go talk to somebody. Not, necessarily, not a guru. No, don't go to the self-help section at Barnes you, & Noble. Your answer is in the, uh, what's it called? Is it the DM5? Is that what it's called? The the big the big book of medical oh, yeah. mental health diagnoses. <laughs> That's the book you need to turn to, not the Bible or any, or The Secret or anything in the Barnes & Noble New Age section. I don't know. After that, after Holly's story, I'm I'm thinking about picking up a copy of The Secret. Right. I, I want I want some mystery checks in the mail. Yeah, I thought but, it was just like vision boards and shit. Like, I want to be an actress. If I think about it real hard, I will be. You know, that's what I thought it was. I didn't know there people sending you money. Because she also never says like, explain more. Where are these checks coming from? <laughs> like, what do you like? Your paycheck came? Is that what you mean? <laughs> right when you needed it? Because I get that too. <laughs> I have direct deposit, but it's the same principle. Or was it literally just like, from a mystery benefactor, it came in an unmarked envelope with a wax seal on it? Like, <laughs> like if that's what it was, yeah, shit, hook me up. Anyway, <laughs> that'll do it for this week. See everybody back here next week for Wolf Creek. Uh, peace out. Beware of angels. Dot <laughs> 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 uh, Bye, everybody.